You're Within the Norms, the blog that explores boundaries of medical science and law. Asa John Beerboer Esquire, Foundation of United States Judicial Drug, Controlled Medication Corruption, The Practice of Pharmacy and Why the Supreme Court Must Step In. The 5TH Installment. By Norman J. Clement RPH, DDS, Norman L. Clement Farm Tech, Malachi F. McCandle Farm D, Belinda Brown Parker, in the spirit of Joseph Salvo Esquire, in the spirit of Rev. C.T. Vivian, Jelani Zimbabwe Clement, B.S., M.B.A., in the spirit of the Han. Patrice Lumumba, in the spirit of Erlen Clement S.R., Willie Gignard B.S., Joseph Webster M.D., M.B.A., Beverly C. Prince M.D., Fax, Leroy Baylor, J.K. Joshi M.D., M.B.A., Adrienne Edmondson, Walter L. Smith B.S., in the spirit of Brom Fisher Esquire, Michelle Alexander M.D., Kudjo Wilding B.S., Martin Jew, B.S., R.P.H., in the spirit of Deborah Lynn Shepard, Barris E. Muchet, Strategic Advisors. John Beerboer Esquire. The DEA's dilution judicial technique has similarities to a British way of torture. The kind of justice, DEA has been doing is tolerated by courts, administrators and state licensing boards, thousands of chronic pain patients have died while thousands of our best brightest physicians, pharmacists, have been falsely imprisoned, while drug overdose deaths and suicides have continued to rise. Ignoring the foundation of judicial corruption and the failure of our moral authority. HTTPS colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash watch slash question mark V equals 3708394616116679. John Beerboer Esquire is a United States attorney for the DEA. His activities concerning the opioid pandemic, resulting from doctor overprescribing and pharmacies responsible for dispensing high dosages of dangerous drugs, arise from powers based on a foundation of judicial corruption resulting in the death of thousands of individuals suffering from chronic disease states, are the center of deception, corruption, and fraud within the Justice Department, which are both profound and unconstitutional, requiring congressional oversight and investigation. Jeff Singer M.D., Senior Fellow Cato Institute. Today's Supreme Court, Ron v. United States, decision was a victory for the good-faith defense. But it was also a victory for physician autonomy, the patient-doctor relationship, and patients in pain. Mr. Beerboer, in humanity, operates within a unique judicial court system that acts as both civil or criminal and abides by no federal rules of criminal and civil rules of procedures. John Beerboer's power comes solely from this kangaroo court tribunal, which operates outside federal civil rule and further acts as a federal criminal court without Sixth Amendment protection and a civil court without Fourth Amendment protections. The Voice of Pain Yet, John Beerbowers, a sworn United States attorney, supported by a small cadre of government lawyers, regional office supervisors, diversion investigators, and DEA agents, and further supported by a cadre of dishonest so-called pharmacists experts who have successfully conducted a mass campaign of disinformation which are ingrained in their sadistic inhumanity toward the patient in pain and their healthcare providers. 2016 CDC The Foundation MIS Guidelines of Narcotic Analgesic Misinformation Neat, plausible, and generally wrong a response to the CDC recommendations for chronic opioid use. According to Larry Aubrey 1 and B. Thomas Carr 2, in Policy and Practice Reviews Article Front. Payne Rees, August 4, 2022, Secretary Payne Research Methods. One independent researcher, Hampshire, Illinois, United States. Two Carr Consulting, Wilmette, Illinois, United States.
As part of the U.S. government's urgent response to the epidemic of overdose deaths, 1. The United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, issued the CDC Guideline for Prescribing Opioids for the Chronic Pain United States, 2016, 2. Guideline, followed by the CDC Clinical Practice Guideline for Prescribing Opioids the United States, 2022, 3. Guideline Update. The guideline and guideline update cites a direct correlation between prescription opioid sales, POS, and opioid treatment admissions, OTA, and prescription opioid deaths, POD, which was based on data from 1999 to 2010. This paper updates those relationships and includes the correlations between prescription opioid sales, POS, and any opioid deaths, AOD, and total overdose deaths, TOD, from 2010 to 2019. Underscore. 1. CDC Press Releases. CDC, 2016. Available online at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash media slash releases slash 2016 slash PO315 prescribing opioids guidelines.html. Google Scholar. 2. CDC Guideline for Prescribing Opioids for Chronic Pain United States 2016 Morbidity Mortality Weekly Report. 2016. P. 2. 18. Available online at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash mmwr slash volume slash 65 slash rr slash pdfs slash rr6501e1.pdfdoi 10.15585 slash mmwr.rr6501e1 accessed may 11, 2022 pubmed abstract cross ref full text google scholar 3 federal register request access unblock.federalregister.gov. P. 10 to 11, 108. Available online at https colon slash slash www.federalregister.gov slash document slash 2022 slash 02 slash 10 slash 2022 to 02802 slash proposed 2022 CDC clinical practice guideline for prescribing opioids, accessed May 11, 2022 https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash watch slash question mark v equals 37083946161166679. Description of data sources. Retired Sergeant Walter R. Clement. Data limitations. Most importantly, Larry Aubrey 1 and B. Thomas Carr 2 cite. 1. Independent Researcher, Hampshire, Illinois, United States. 2. Carr Consulting, Wilmette, Illinois, United States. Data limitations have the potential for over or underestimating overdose deaths. The authors of a 2018 report, quantifying the epidemic of prescription opioid overdose deaths, with the CDC, acknowledged that systemic errors and omissions in the source data along with the CDC's methodology for compiling drug-related mortality data could significantly inflate, 27, prescription opioid overdose death estimates, 27, 28. In 2018, the CDC cut their estimates of prescription opioid deaths from 1999 to 2016 by 48,000 or 19.5 percent, with the 2016 estimates cut by more than 15,000 or 47.3 percent, 27, 28. Confounding factors impacting the accuracy of overdose deaths are that multiple drugs are often involved, 27. The source of opioids detected in postmortem blood toxicity screens is not known, for example, legally prescribed versus illicitly obtained, among other issues, 27, 28. With this occurrence and or when multiple conditions resulted in an overdose death, a single sequence slash cause will be documented based on the physician's best medical opinion, 29. 
the same data sources that the CDC guideline appears to be based upon were used for this paper. If a pharmacist does not reasonably believe that the medication is going to be diverted there is no reason not to accept cash. Currently, the PDMP system at present cannot distinguish between cash, credit, debit or healthcare payment cards. All, of these things come up on the system as cash. As such, the results of analyses presented here are at least as reliable and subject to the same limitations as what the CDC obtained from their own analyses of 1999 to 2010 and if they chose to undertake them for the most recent decade of 2010 to 2019. Thus, the following sources have been applied. Underscore. 27. Seth P., Rudd R.A., Noonan R.K., Hagerich T.M. Quantifying the Epidemic of Prescription Opioid Overdose Deaths. MJ Public Health. 2018, 108-500-2. DOI, 10.2105-AJPH.2017.304265. PubMed Abstract, Cross-Ref Full Text, Google Scholar. 28. Pepin J.F., Coleman J.J. CDC's efforts to quantify prescription opioid overdose deaths fall short. Pain and Therapy. 2021, 1025-38. DOI, 10.1007-S4012202100254Z. PubMed Abstract, Cross-Ref Full Text, Google Scholar. 29. Instructions for Completing the Cause of Death section of the Death Certificate. Available online at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash nchs slash data slash dvs slash blue underscore form dot pdf. Google Scholar. Elizabeth Cotton Freight Train. A Kangaroo Tribunal of Judicial Drug Corruption. A tribunal of judicial corruption led by corrupt judges and supported by corrupt United States federal prosecutors from the U.S. Department of Justice's, DOJ, such as Wayne F. Pratt, Detroit Office, Brandy McMillian, and former Asa Brandon McMillian, who are permitted to operate outside the rule of federal rules of evidence and procedures. The corruption is as deep as it is wide and extends through the United States Attorney General and the general offices throughout America and its territories. Detroit Police Officer Walter R. Clement. Warnings to Healthcare Providers from Coat Law PLLC. DEA litigation can be intricate, expensive, and fraught with risk. Companies in the healthcare and pharmaceutical industries must rely on the counsel of attorneys with the skill set and expertise to navigate these dangerous waters. As important, healthcare organizations need an attorney to craft an effective compliance strategy that will help to avoid litigation in the first place. Coat Law PLLC provides the experienced legal representation that healthcare companies and organizations need. Led by a former senior-level DEA attorney, Coat Law PLLC's expertise and commitment to delivering for our clients is a combination that leads to real solutions in both litigation and compliance math. According to the National Association Chain Drug Stores Amicus Brief, Ruan v. United States. Pharmacists play a critical role in our nation's healthcare system, daily ensuring that, among other things, millions of patients receive the medicines they need as well as instructions for safely using them. Whether in independent pharmacies or chain drug stores, pharmacists and their employers share the same mission regarding prescribed treatment, to deliver to patients the medicines that licensed practitioners have determined they need. Wayne F. Pratt, Esquire. It is said that Wayne F. Pratt, Chief of the Healthcare Fraud Unit of the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of Michigan, has saved Medicare nearly $1 billion and has done more to fight healthcare fraud than almost anyone else in the U.S. Department of Justice. Emboldened by the medically intrusive 2016 CDC guidelines, he and DEA operatives have deputized themselves with greater powers to rate innocent doctors' medical practices even more invasively. 
These intrusions keep occurring with nary a whisper from Ohio hysterical journalists about these onslaughts on innocent narcotic prescribing doctors. Where is the free press? Who speaks for abandoned pain patients? Who speaks for wrongfully imprisoned physicians? Brandy McMillian, Esquire. Brandy McMillian Chief Federal Prosecutor of Pain Care Physicians in Michigan, Shelley Neth writes, What the DEA has done by infiltrating medicine has killed people. People are suffering from deteriorating health due to the inability to live with the pain. Others have had to stop working and have lost their quality of life. None of this was necessary, all of it misdirected and cruel. I want to send an official complaint to the UN Human Rights Council and would love to do so at a UN Council meeting, just as Native Americans did a few years ago. Brandon Helms Esquire. Asa Brandon Helms wanted to be a doctor but didn't enjoy chemistry and biology. Yet, Mr. Helms has a gift of gab and goes to law school. Former Asa Brandon Helms quit the U.S. District Attorney's Office in Detroit before the end of the Pain Center trial to join a boutique law firm. He was overheard saying that his future employer lives in a $4 million house in Atlanta, Georgia. All the while accusing the Pain Center physicians of being greedy doctors. These people are blind to their hubris and hypocrisy. So how does Helms, who disliked the memorization required for a biology, manage to end up in the United States Attorney's Detroit Office Healthcare Fraud Division, prosecuting physicians, pharmacists, and dentists? The Big Opioid Lie The Controlled Substances Act The Controlled Substances Act, CSA, and its implementing regulations established a closed system of distribution to ensure appropriate medical care and to maintain the integrity of the system through an accountability process. One of the most important principles underlying the CSA and its implementing regulations is that to be valid, every prescription for a controlled substance must be based on a determination by an individual practitioner that the dispensing of the controlled substance is for a legitimate medical purpose in the usual course of professional practice. United States v. Moore, 423 U. SC 122, 1975, and 21 CFR 1306.04a. Federal regulations do not define the term legitimate medical purpose nor do they set forth the standards of medical practice. It is up to each DEA registered practitioner authorized by DEA to do so, to treat patients according to his or her professional medical judgment in accordance with a standard of medical practice that is generally recognized and accepted in the United States. DEA has not promulgated any new regulations regarding the treatment of pain. Federal law and DEA regulations do not impose a specific quantitative minimum or maximum limit on the amount of medication that a practitioner may prescribe on a single prescription or the duration of treatment intended for a particular patient. Christopher Collins The coward never started, the weak died along the way, only the strong survived. From Assembly 1-1 Download The Chapman Law Group Pending Petition of Certiorari United States Supreme Court Suntry Pharmacy and Suntry Medical vs. United States Drug Enforcement on October 5, 2016, the DEA issued Suntry Pharmacy an order to show cause, OSC. R. 1. The OSC alleged that Suntry filled prescriptions in contravention of its corresponding responsibility under 21 CFR section 1306.04a. R. 1 at 2. Specifically, the OSC claimed that Suntry violated this responsibility by repeatedly filling, controlled substance prescriptions that contained multiple red flags of diversion and or abuse without addressing or resolving those red flags and under the circumstances indicating that the pharmacists were willfully blind or deliberately ignorant of the prescription's illegitimacy. Red flags, cocktails, pattern prescribing. Pain is a complex and subjective experience initiated by an unpleasant, or noxious, stimulus associated with actual or potential tissue damage. Pain management is a very complex issue. More often than not, 
in chronic, non-acute, pain, comorbidities need to be addressed. Therefore, when practitioners find a combination of medications that successfully treat chronic pain, they are reluctant to stray from that protocol. It's akin to other protocols that are used in medicine that address chronic conditions, such as cancer protocols, ALS protocols, hypertension step care therapy, anticoagulation protocols, and others. Brent Dave Sloan. Typically, there is inflammation, and therefore, nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories are used. Patients often experience anxiety, so anti-anxiety agents such as benzodiazepines or tricyclics are used. In nociceptive pain, gabapentin is often the first drug of choice. In lower back pain, whose underlying causes can differ from each other, the presentation of muscle spasm or hypersensitivity, muscle relaxers such as cyclobenzaprine, metaxalone, baclofen, carisoprodol, or others represent standard therapy. Suntray of .deassert download. Pharmacists, who are widely trusted to act in good faith and should only face CSA liability, are consistently ranked among the most honest and ethical professionals. It is unreasonable to expect a diversion investigator to completely understand these complex issues with their 12-week course when physicians and pharmacists require years of training to make adequate choices in this arena. Diamond, Conclusion In sum, the expansive misinterpretations proposed by DOJ would undermine the CSA by threatening pharmacists' vital role in our nation's healthcare system. In resolving the questions raised in this case, the court should not ignore the potential impact its rulings may have on pharmacists, nor should it construe the CSA and its implementing regulations in any way to undercut the protections they provide pharmacists from unwarranted liability. For now, you are within. You are within the norms.com, Winton Marsalis Concerto for Trumpet and Two Oboes, 1984. The Norms. References. 1. American Agony, The Opioid War Against Patients in Pain by Helen Borel, R.N., Ph.D. Helen Borel, R.N., Ph.D. 3. https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash red.lawhern edit John Beerbower Esquire, DEA's Diversion Supervisor Susan Langton slash The Handlers, Part 2. 4. You're Within the Norm September 2, 2021 Uncategorized Edit John Beerbower Esquire, DEA's Diversion Supervisor Susan Langton slash The Handlers, Part 2. 5. Previous year doctors and pharmacists are not the sources of illegal opioids, the DEA is. Donate legal defense. Or send. $10, or more to cash app colon dollar doc norm. Zell 3135103378. So, Donate to the Pharmacist for Healthcare Legal Defense Fund. Low-Hanging Fruit. Scott Thomas, Tampa FL.